There's an old saying that goes, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Meaning once you know what it is you want to do, sell or produce, find a company already doing it successfully and try to improve upon it. Well, that can work for some people, not for others. Look at companies like Airbnb who took on the hotel industry or Uber who took on the cab industry. In some cases, you can disrupt or improve on a product, but worst case scenario, you end up with a company that's a copycat, me too, in the eyes of the customers. Your company's and your company ends up so commoditized that you're seen as an option instead of the prize pick because so many playing fields have been removed or raised or leveled depending on how you look at it. Thanks to technology and globalization, business owners have to constantly ponder how to make themselves stand out as to go into their industries. This is the biggest problem that we have, differentiation. Ask yourself two questions. What are you doing better than your competitors? And why should customers choose your company over others that offer the same thing? Today, I'll share my top tips on differentiating your company and keeping from becoming irrelevant. Welcome to Mogul Chicks Chat. I'm your host, Adrian Graham, founder of Mogul Chicks, CEO of Empowerment Corporation and serial entrepreneur, investor, mentor, and bringer of real talk. And I help companies scale, grow, and become investment ready. There is such a thing as too much noise in the business world. There's no such thing as originality anymore. In some industries, there's always a struggle to stave off companies who want to come along and be the next big insert company here or change the way people do insert task here. I'm hyper aware of it in technology, fashion, cars, and in some consumer products too. Let's just be real. I love it that we as consumers can have options, but as a time limited consumer, as I am, I grow frustrated with too many options, really, especially when the options are exactly the same, except for a few pennies on the price. How many times have you wanted an item and walked into Walmart and said, I'll just grab the first one I see? Yeah, that's great for Walmart because either way, you get they get the sale, you get the product. But the brands need to go beyond getting shelf space and focus on how they will be front and center in a person's mind. And that is why I titled the name of this show today, Differentiate Your Company or Die, because it's important. You have to. Let's take a simpler experience. I will only, only buy Heinz ketchup. It's what I grew up on. It's the best tasting as far as I'm concerned. And I will not grab the first brand off the shelf or any other brands. Uh, Yeah, I'm talking to you, Heinz. No disrespect. Don't send your goons after me, but I just don't do Heinz. I mean, I don't do Heinz. I do Heinz. I take the brand that I love off the shelf. If my brand is not available, I'm not there. And if Heinz is at the very end of the aisle, guess what? I'm going to the very end of the aisle to get it. You know, call it preference, call it a brand loyalty, whatever you call it, the product suits my needs and tastes, and I will go out of my way to get it. Isn't that the reaction that you want from your customers too? I firmly believe in two things. One, constantly observing others in your industry to see where trends are heading. 
And two, not being afraid to explore new territories or ideas if there's a chance they'll improve a process, change a product, or enhance a customer's experience. Now, look, I know ketchup is a simplistic product to use as a point, but it illustrates my point. So what are some things you need to know to differentiate your company, product, service, or brand? Let's get straight into some of my talking points because I have a lot to say about this topic and some of you may agree with me. Some of you may disagree. Some of you may say, you know, have these aha revelations and say, well, shoot, I didn't think about that before. So I'm hoping that this, this opens up your eyes to help you think a little deeper, go a little deeper, dig a little deeper to figure out how you can differentiate your company when there's so many players on the playing field today. Let's start with defining your unique value proposition. Now, I know you guys have heard that time and time again until you are just sick of hearing it. But really, what makes you different? What value proposition are you offering to a potential customer? What makes you the better option? Now, a lot of people will say, well, I'm better than so-and-so because I have licenses or I have a certain set of skills or I charge less or whatever the case may be. But you have to realize from the moment you decide to sell something, you should be mapping out all of the ways that you're better or yours is different. Be clear about what yours does, but what, why yours does what nobody else can do and how. My next point, articulate that value. It's not enough to make the grand proclamation or share your overly confident view of your company because, hey, we all, you know, your mama always told you, hey, if you don't talk about you, nobody else will. If you don't love you, nobody else will. And in some sense, your business is the same thing. Of course, you're going to say it has value, but what will someone else say? Be concise, confident, and consistent with your proof. People want proof. They want to know. They want to believe something other than the source themselves because anybody can brag on themselves. You know, people are more likely to believe accounts from other people who have had positive outcomes or experiences before they believe advertising. I mean, really, there's a lot to be said for advertising and please don't send your, your goons after me. I'm not downing advertising, but advertisement is paid. It's a, it's a, it's an image that you put forth. It's not as authentic as having real living people be a testimony for what you do. And in some advertising, you can implement that. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're talking about, you know, how do you differentiate? So get really clear on what you have um, to deliver or what you've been able to deliver to your customers and tell people how and why it was so successful. If you can articulate that as opposed to your beliefs of the benefits that people will derive from using your product or service, you'll have them halfway sold. You really will. So think about that. How do you articulate that value and how do you bring in proof to back up that value that you've placed on it? Next, don't compete on price ever, ever. Did I say ever? (laughs) Ever. No, this is serious. And and I've had this conversation with a lot of people who feel, well, if I lower the price or if I make it affordable for everyone else, 
I'll get a lot of people. But you got to think about that. That's that's a tricky proposition there. You know, you won't build real relationships if it's only about the price. We'll end up sticking yourself with the identifier of the company that offers the best deal. There's a difference between the best value and the best deal. And we have to learn about that. And as consumers, you have to understand from the consumer's point of view, most times they're looking for the best deal, even if it's not in the best interest of solving and giving them a long-term solution. And that may not always lead to high sales volume or profitability. It's just not sustainable long-term, in my opinion, unless yours is a discount or a bargain brand, like the dollar store and Walmart and Dollar General and things like that, or you know any of the, the, the many low-cost uh, stores or, or companies that are out there. If that's where you are and that's your lane, that's fine. You can compete on price, but just remember the type of sales you're going to get. And if you can make it up in volume without killing yourself, then that's fine. But keep this in mind, a majority of businesses, especially small businesses that are starting out that don't have a track record yet, they break their necks to make it up on volume. So don't compete. Don't try to compete, compete on price. Don't put yourself in a box where you are the discount brand. You know, because then it becomes a matter of volume and not differentiation. It's just about, oh, well, I'll pay a dollar less over here. So I'll just go over here and get this for a dollar less. So you could be cutting yourself out too. And remember, people who see something that's cheaply priced. Wait, how can I say this? Not all people. Some people who see things as cheaply priced, automatically the antennas go up and they don't value it as much. They think what's wrong with it that it costs so little. Next, offer a better product. Have you ever heard of the term build a better mousetrap? I know we all have, hopefully. Well, get building. Sometimes you'll have a fickle consumer market and if you don't meet their requirements or their checklist, they'll snub you. Absolutely, they will snub you. So start with the with producing a quality product or a service that is bar none. Give them little to complain about or criticize because, you know, these relationships that you built with them, they want to make sure that they're buying the best that they can invest. If there's if, if that they can invest in, if they're spending their money, they'll pay the money to do it. Think about it like this. And this is something that goes back to my early, early days. You guys know I've been an entrepreneur since, well, officially since 1994. So this goes back to pre-days when I was working. Oh, yeah, I did work. I did work regular jobs. I did. I did. I wasn't always an entrepreneur. But um, when I first got into the workforce, it was a matter of buy a couple of, you know, a small amount of really good tailored suits or skirts or pants or whatever it was. Buy a couple of key pieces. And I'm sure they still, the career experts still say this to this day. And you might not see the, see the, the, um, correlation between the two, but trust me, there is. They tell you, buy a couple of good solid pieces as opposed to going to the discount chain and getting racking up and getting a whole month's worth of wardrobe. Because guess what? After time, that cheaply priced wardrobe is going to wear out. But those nicely constructed, those soundly constructed suits are going to last you a long, long time. And you won't have to replace them often. So think about your product or your service like that. Is it is it a better product that it's getting the job done where the customer's not having a series of, okay, this broke, so now I need another one, or this didn't work, so now I need to try this again. You know, your goal should be not to make people dependent. And I know some business people are going to hate me for saying that, but dependent 
on you. You know, I love my Apple products. This is not a slam at Apple. Apple don't send your goons after me. I love my Apple products. What I don't like is the battery life and the fact that where the, the difference with between them and PC, I mean, hands down, I'm an app, I'm a Mac person all the way because I haven't had viruses. I haven't had to keep replacing batteries, but I have had to replace my cord, my power cord and my battery in my, my system does not last as long as it used to. If I get a good hour and a half, two hours of charge time, that's saying a lot, but it forces you unless you're stubborn like me, but it forces you to have to replace it if you want to keep up that standard of excellence. Whereas with my PC laptop, I can chuck the battery, get a new battery and I'm good. I don't have to buy a new unit. So, or I can just upgrade the software, you know, if, if, if the, the operating system is, is, uh, out of date, but I feel like if they built a better product with longer battery life, I'd be happier. So that's just me. But you, you know, think about it from the terms of your, 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 um, customer, give them little to complain about or criticize and give them much to laud and, and celebrate. The next thing is consciously complicate your life and views by breaking out of your norms. That's how you differentiate. Because when you, how can I put this? When you decide I'm going to be this, this is who I am. This is what my company is. This is what we offer. And that's it. We're not breaking outside of the norms of that. I always push my my people, my, my uh, students, my consulting clients, my mogul chicks members, I always push them to think beyond tradition, beyond the norm. You know, you have to put yourself in new surroundings and, and around different people that stretch your creativity to make you look at new methods and ways of doing things. We did the mogul chicks weekend intensive not too long ago. And one of the things I talked about was being able to take a look at your product or your service and maximize it. How many different ways can I make money off of this? Now, you may be asking, what the heck does it have to do with, you know, being outside of my norms? It has a lot to do with being outside of your norms. I'm going to share a quick story about Paula Dean. Uh, some of you may like, some of you may hate, some of you may be like, wait a minute, what is she talking about? Listen, Paula Dean was a, a prominent TV fixture for cooking, for food, for home, home, down home, family, time, family, food, and TV was her platform. After the whole racial discrimination thing came about the suit and, you know, the revelations, which I'm not going to debate in this because it's not up for debate here for me. Um, she took a hit and she didn't know how she was because her, her TV contracts kept getting canceled and, you know, everything was being pulled and she didn't, all she knew was, I just want to cook and, you know, educate people on, Southern cooking, and this is what I want to do. Now, I may be simplifying it, but you get the point. Stay with me here for this for this moment. But what she did was, after she went back and licked her wounds, and she reassessed where she was and apologized and everything, she still had a company to build, and she still needed to get the word out. She still needed to get in front of people again. So she went digital. This 60, 70-something-year-old woman who was comfortable in front of a television was then... I guess, groomed or, or reshaped, her brand was reshaped to take on digital. She came up with the PaulaDean.com network where she's online, completely digital. It's subscription-based. Um, it's I like to call it a blend of YouTube, retail, and uh, Huffington Post. So if you, I don't know how to think about it. Uh, 
Yeah, well, information site, let's say that, take away the Huffington Post thing. But she took it all, and, and most of her followers are, are probably older, who weren't really on the internet, but she had to learn a new delivery method. She had to learn a new way to repackage her brand. So she had to step into something she wasn't familiar with. And this is what I tell people too. Okay, you sell insurance. How can you be different? And you might be saying, well, shoot, how can you be different selling insurance? Insurance is nothing different about insurance. You write up policies, you market it, you, you write it up, you sell it, close the deal, sign the contracts, and that's it. But what about, you know, how about adding an education element to it? Educating people on it, not on your products, but on insurance in general, your, whatever your area of specialty is for insurance. How about training people to learn how to sell insurance? You know, other things you can look at, you have to look outside of the normal traditional delivery routes. And that's what, in a sense, that's what Airbnb did. That's what um, Uber has done. They took an industry, they looked at it and said, what's wrong with it? What's broken? How can we fix this? How can we make this different? And in the beginning, what did people say? What? You crazy? I'm not getting into a stranger's car. That's ridiculous. I'm not doing that. Now, every other call that you have out there, every other other ride out there is an Uber or a Lyft or something like that. Airbnb comes out cheaper, not just for the consumer, because let me tell you something. If In case you didn't know, big hotels are taking notice too because they got hit. They got hit. So they stepped into the vacation by owner landscape as well, just like Air, to compete with Airbnb. So think, I'm not telling you to come out and be the next Starbucks, the next Airbnb, the next Facebook. What I am saying is take a look at what you currently offer. Break out of the norms. Don't be afraid to break out of the norms and do something different. Reach out to different crowds, different audiences for your, and, and I say that in terms of customers, new customer bases, because you never know, you never know when an opportunity is going to come about. The next thing I want to talk about is, are you a preferred brand by choice or the fallback? And I'll tell you why I'm asking that. Remember earlier in the show, I said about the Heinz ketchup and I walk into Walmart and even if Heinz is down the way at the other end of the aisle, I'm walking down there because it's my preference and, and I'm loyal to Heinz ketchup and no Heinz ketchup is not a sponsor or advertiser or anything. I'm not getting any money for talking about Heinz. It's just, I love that's my ketchup of choice, but there are people who will say, well, my budget is, is more of a concern for me. So I'm going to go for the off brand. I'm going to go for the Walmart great value brand. I'm going to go for the hunt. So I'm going to go for whatever brands that are out there. You got to think about how your customers are looking at you. Is your brand a preferred choice? Like when I'm thinking about X, I'm going to Y company. When I'm thinking about French fries, I'm going to McDonald's. When I'm thinking about milkshakes, I'm going to basket right. You, you see what I'm saying? You have to determine if your customers look at yours, your product or service as the preferred brand or the settled brand. I'll settle because this was the first one I ran into, or this is the cheapest one that I found. That's what I'm going to do. So think about that. Really, really think about it and decide if you are going to, no, don't decide if, decide that, that you are going to become 
a preferred brand. So I hope what I've shared today has helped you to kind of start mapping out how you can differentiate yourself and your company and your brand. So I want to give you three tips to take with you to be mindful when you are working on differentiating because it's it's not as easy as people say, you know, get a unique value proposition or articulate the value or compete in a price or blah, 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 blah. It's not always that simple. So I want you to sit down and think, think of these three things as you're deciding. Number one, be mindful of your messaging. It's important to keep it on point and on message. When you slide from one side to the up, the scale to the other, people get leery. If people think that you or what your company stands for is scared to take a position and support unequivocally, they'll be less likely to become loyal customers. And also note that you must be prepared to accept the opposition of that messaging too. So your messaging is very important. We didn't talk about that earlier, but yeah, we talked about the the technical aspects, but overall, yeah, your messaging, what you stand for. Number two, pay attention to your customers to understand how to build your customer experience. I know you guys have heard me talk about that. And we talked about that in in the Mogul Chicks um, Weekend Intensive and also in the Mogul Chicks program. Observe and learn from your customers. They will tell you what they like dislike and what they'd like to see change. Don't be afraid to ask them questions. Find out what they want as opposed to what you want to give them. That's a big mistake a lot of people make. They don't focus. It's, well, I'm offering this now, so I'm going to offer it to them now. No, listen, pay attention to what they're asking for. You know, if you find out what they want as opposed to what you want to give them, they will really appreciate you because then then they know that you're paying attention. And you have to also pay attention to how you deliver that experience. You know, what was there that made them feel special or exclusive or catered to or made them feel like they want to come back or made them welcome? Is it something you went the little extra mile to do or something that your one of your employees did that really was not part of company protocol, but it really warmed the customer and made them a loyal fan. Pay attention to all of that because people take notes, they listen, they talk to their friends, they go on social media. So make sure you're paying attention to that. And finally, dominate your market by continuing to learn and improve. We touched on that a little bit, but you know, this isn't about ego. This isn't even about you. You know, always strive to learn more because industries are changing rapidly. Simply by the virtue of technology, things are changing rapidly. Learn about things, not just from an industry perspective, but also from the perspective of your customers that are buying your products or services and most important, your employees who have to serve them because they're your front line and they tell you, they'll be able to tell you what's going on and and what experiences they're having with your customers and what your customers are saying and, and what they're complaining about, what they're praising and complaining about. So yeah, make sure those are some things that you need to focus on, tips that I'll leave with you to help you to differentiate. And, you know, in in other news, I don't know if you guys have read this, but it's it's on the face um on my webpage, on the blog page. Uh text foreign workers worry as they await Trump administration. Um we recently did a summit, the State of Business Women Summit uh earlier this week and it was amazing because we got to touch on things that are really at the center of what's going on. This isn't a political thing. This is a story that I want you guys to read and the link will be on the blog. 
But, you know, people are worried about jobs. They're worried about jobs and what's going to happen. Um, people in, you know, worried about technology or automation replacing the jobs, jobs going overseas. And one of the points that we made in the summit was as business owners, as company owners, it's up to us to create jobs, especially when we're growing and scaling because check this out. You can't grow and scale and be a one person company. It just doesn't work that way. So we as small business owners, we as business owners, as company owners, need to get active politically, locally, politically, and start understanding the landscape and figuring out where we fit in all of this to create jobs and create more opportunities. So think about that. I want to give an advertising plug to my good friend, Kelly Hoey. She is, oh my goodness, she is phenomenal. She has a, a, a newsletter called Innovative Insights. If you have not subscribed to her mailing list for her newsletter, what are you waiting for? You better get on it. Go ahead and get on it. And Kelly has a brand new networking book come out, coming out, um, Build Your Own Network. And that comes out in January, I believe. But, you know, you can pre-order it on Amazon. I got the link to that too. So I'm going to put that on the site as well. So go ahead, go ahead out there and support. It's J.K. Hoey on Twitter, at J.K. Hoey on Twitter. Kelly Hoey and Innovator Insights. Apply, I mean, register for her newsletter. And while we're talking about newsletters, make sure you sign up for the Mogul Chicks newsletter so you can find out what's going on, all the happenings, what um, events we have coming up, what classes we have coming up. And let me say this, our summit was great. We had some great panelists and great information and it was just phenomenal. However, we had extreme technical difficulties. So there were people who were getting errors trying to get uh, watch the stream. And there were people who were dialing in who couldn't hear. So I apologize. And as a result of that, we are bringing back the State of Business Women's Summit in January, sometime after the inauguration, because they're going to probably have the same topics, but a couple more to add to the agenda at that time. So stay tuned. If you're not on the Mogul Chicks mailing list, make sure you go to mogulchicks.com and get on that mailing list and see if, if it's there. And also the Mogul Chicks Weekend Intensive, you can pre-order that because that will be available to order soon. You can get the complete set, which comes with the, the workbook, the DVD set, the CD set. Um, you can get the digital complete set, which is all of that. But instead of DVDs and CDs, you get MP3s and videos that you can you can um, live stream. Or you can order just a DVD set or you can order just a CD set. So go ahead on to mogulchicks.com and look for that. And you can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Talent Diva. That's where it is. That's where I share all of my musings and my thoughts and, and opinions are all my own. And I stand by everything that I say. So thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mogul Chicks. And I am very appreciative of your time. And thank you. You could be listening to anyone else and you chose to listen to me. I thank you for that. Uh, make sure you look, check us out at mogulchicks.com. Info at mogulchicks.com if you want to send a question or a comment. Or if you would like to be a, on the show. Or who, tell me who you would like to see on the show. And Mogul Chicks across the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Google Plus, all of that. And of course, follow me at Talent Diva on Twitter. And if you need to grow your company or get in front of investors, female founders, women entrepreneurs, that's me. I'm your partner to help you do that. Ask more about the Mogul Chicks program, which we will be taking applications for that and launching the new cohort in February 2017. So if you know anyone who make a great guest in the show, let me know. Send us the email. And remember... 
Always start your day like a mogul. Mogul chicks always make things happen. We're always a step ahead of the crowd. And remember that mogul chicks close deals. Thank you.